Hello, friendos. Toast name is Chad Dukes. And I am burdened with glorious purpose. It's the Chad Dukes Radio Show. It's not Free FM. So give Chad a call. Here's the number. 385-645-5375. It's Miller time. What is that now? 12 hands in a row? Dukes, you son of a bitch, nobody's that lucky. Now here's your host, the big silly. Chad Dukes. Charlie Hotel. Alpha Delta, yeah, Dukes. Dig it. There, but for the grace of God, you with me. boy it's your old pal jimmy J. back with you guys i got the old gobbly goop out of my system copying six sucks i missed an entire week and this whole place has turned itself upside down ant-man is somehow a ladies man how in the hell did that happen tor is now ant-man i don't I don't understand this world we're living in. Good for him. I'm not here, though, to give you an update on Ant-Man. You guys are going to have to subscribe to the show to get all of that. We had a hell of a week of shows. Uh, Monday, there was a pizza party we had out in Flying Ace that, again, I missed. Sounded like such a good time. We recapped that. Our next big hootenanny was announced that involves your pal here. Very thankful you'll hear about that. Dukes and Tour also break down week two of the NFL. Tuesday, full of breaking news. Everything's coming up, Ant-Man. Good God. Dukes takes a little trip down memory lane, and they discuss that big fight between the Saints and the Bucks. Wednesday, we got a little more in-depth with Ant-Man in studio. Dukes got to sit down and chat with Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated. There was a Virginia pizza outing. And we had our weekly installment of the BMI. Thursday, we brought you the fastest hour in radio. Dukes and Goat brought in their top stories in the news these days. And if you don't subscribe to the show, you wouldn't know that I'm on a pitch count. You don't know what that means? Subscribe. But while I'm here, and today is the day that it is, allow me to play here with Dukes' board. Friday, Friday, Galaxy on my day. Hallelujah, hallelujah, it's Friday. The weekend's here and we'll have a kid of me. We'll relax, hallelujah, hallelujah, and take off our slags. Hallelujah, hallelujah, and sit around the house in our rotten underwear. Hallelujah. Ah, yes, happy Friday, guys. I put together a pretty cool lineup for you today. Oh, fastest hour radio, you know, we do our top stories, you know, all that's fine and good. We also had Orgy Beard, who dropped off the new Autumn's Orchard Collection from Krispy Kreme. We, uh, we, there are five different donuts, so we, we tried a couple at the beginning, we tried a couple at the end. I spliced those two together for you guys. It's Trust me, it's, it's, it's going to be worth your time. I also have the sit-down Duke's head with Connor Orr from Sports Illustrated to discuss the NFL. But we're going to start you off from Monday's episode. Dukes and Tor recapped what was originally called the Secret Supporter Chat Pizza Party that kind of turned itself into the Virginia Pizza Crusade Pizza Party. 
Check it out. You go to Monk's Barbecue, scream and yell, ring the bell, tell them that you heard about them from the Chad Dukes show. We also had a bunch of people show up, uh, excuse me, Friday at Flying A's Farm Gigantor. I assume we're going to spend a couple of seconds on that for the first ever Virginia. It was the secret supporter chat pizza party, but then they they proper fucked that, so it's uh, mm. it became the uh, Virginia Pizza Crusade pizza party, which was... Uh, Fun, and I thought for a Friday night, an hour away from where most people live, um, pretty goddamn well attended. Uh, it was a good group up there. It would be nice. If, I think I think we said there were three no shows of the people that reserved pizzas. I know for attendance wise, that's not great, but I was taking all the pizza that I could get. It was pretty goddamn good. There was a one weird bit, and uh, no one deserves to be called out by name because anybody that supports this show on Facebook and subscribes. I mean, you're laying down close to 20 bucks a month for the Chad Duke show. Yes. God bless you. You can do whatever the fuck you want. There was one guy, though. Uh, I arrived, and I uh, was given a, it was a long drive out. I was a little stressed. I was having myself a little drink and chilling out. And a dude came up to me and said, uh, well, that was a great time, Dukes. Thanks for the pizza. I'll, I'll catch you later. And I said, what? And he goes, yep, I got my pizza. I'm going home. And I said, so you just came here for a pizza? He's like, yeah, that's it. I was like, okay. And then he was right out the front fucking door. I can't believe he wasn't waiting for the comedic stylings of all the performers that night. Oh, my God. I tell you what. Uh, if I saw that Rogan and Chappelle are touring. Uh, you're not going to find nearly as many yucks as you would have found at Flying Ace Farm. <laughs> Far on, less social commentary. My God. Uh, <laughs> I didn't know Joe was such an edgy comedian. I'll just I'll leave it at that. <laughs> I thought maybe we, we, Eddie Murphy was up on stage in 88 yeah. uh, when uh, Joe was up there with some of the word choices he was using. Um, but, yeah, big thanks to everybody that came out of the Virginia Pizza Crusade pizza party. Um, we were, uh, if you haven't been to Flying Ace, they have a, uh, a beautiful 21 and up area, which is up on the uh, the top floor of, what is that, a barn tour? I think I would qualify it as a barn. Okay. Um and uh, we had the whole upper floor, so it was way too much space. But there's dartboards up there and foosball table. Uh, Monk had a nice little PA set up with a little stage. A nice patio area. A little patio. Love a nice patio. Where most cool. people are not lucky enough, Tor, as you are, to have a patio sure. attached to their bedroom. And then most aren't lucky enough to see Clamp sit on the patio for about 20 minutes that's by a, himself. That's actually uh, <laughs> Clamp knows how to live it up. Yeah. Doesn't he? T Clamp knows how to enjoy life. He really does. <laughs> he was enjoying it this weekend. Good for him. Oh, yeah, he was. I, I, got, a, I got a message or two about his gambling success. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> My God. By the way, HMAC, maybe pipe the fuck down. May, may, maybe if your team collapses in a way. Oh, no, HMAC. The fucking Atlanta Falcons looked at the Ravens and said, wow, you guys really just took it in the tailpipe, didn't <laughs> yeah. you? You really had them, and you let them off the hook. Well, like, he's he's like the angriest man on the internet, right? Yeah. H-Mac. For those of you guys that don't know, H-Mac was a longtime listener of the show. Listened while we were in Baltimore doing Big O and Dukes. He was a Ravens cheerleader. The Ravens were, like, the first team, I think, to integrate dudes. And he was one of the dudes, which I've always thought is super fucking weird. But, like, you know, he's in shape. He got to grab chicks' asses. I mean, if you think about it, it's not a bad gig, I guess. Um... And he, he does nice things. Like, he sends us, like, when I was working out, he's like, hey, try this protein powder. Here's some samples. Like, hey, try this. Sure. He drives down to the shop from Baltimore, Commonwealth Dry Goods, and buys stuff. Like, I, and again, in real life, he's a nice person. But he does this bit every NFL Sunday. And I, I hate this bit, Tor. I don't, maybe I've done it a time or two. But I, when people talk shit 
when the wound is still fresh. Because if you live in by, by your team, like you're bummed out if your team loses. Yes. What HMAC will do is he'll go into the secret supporter chat and he writes in all caps, caw, caw, motherfuckers. And I'm like, so are we the motherfuckers? Like, who are you cursing out? You know, like, who the fuck? Who are you mad at right now? Your team won. Why wouldn't you be happy? But he's never happy. Doesn't seem like it. And then he puts some gif, and I'm just like, okay, congratulations, the Ravens won. I mean, does it ever – they seem like a pretty good franchise. They seem to win quite often. Do you, do you think you'll ever act like you've fucking been there? <laughs> Jesus Christ. So I went into the secret supporter chat because the Ravens lost embarrassingly horribly. <laughs> just in one of the most – spectacular pooch screws I've seen in a 20 years dry gulch dry gulch ult shit tour yeah fucking dolphins came down out of a tree in black pajamas fucking cut their throat unbelievable how many touchdowns did Tua throw six I, I think more than he threw in his entirety of his crimson tide career looks pretty good holy shit so I went into the little private chat and I was like well I'm looking forward to not being called a motherfucker for one week by HMAC <laughs> And then, of course, what, an instant later, I guess he's got notifications turned on. He jumps in there and is fucking screaming, posting gas. Hey, motherfucker. Drop it. I'm just, oh, God. Just what makes you happy, bro? Like, how can you exercise as much as you do and still have this much stress? Anyway, um, really happy to see the Ravens lose at home. Um, so, what were we talking about? Oh, the, uh, the, uh, the event on Friday. Oh, yes. Yes. Um, so, basically, the event was I did not get paid uh tour did not get paid no one got paid except monk which is generally the way it goes um we just wanted to do a little fun thing for the supporter chat it's like hey monk can do this special deal where you can reserve a pizza and they'll hand make you a pizza that night that you can sit and eat and if you'd like to reserve a pizza you can come on out we've we have a little entertainment plan for you and that was it it was uh it was casual i think we threw it together less than two weeks before it actually yeah happened um, so for what it was, I was actually very pleased with the way that it turned out. And uh, unbeknownst to uh, perhaps everyone, I had uh, gone on the show and requested that Gigantor, uh, Giuseppe Pizzo, uh, the Fluffy Sopapilla, and uh, Smoky Mountain Joe Von Kirst, the Freak, assemble five minutes of stand-up and provide the evening's entertainment. And I would be the host. Um... I expected a uh, a pooch screw. I expected a butt fuck. I, I expected uh, I expected a boondoggle. Um, I did not expect what then unfolded, and that was three separate weirdos doing stand up in three very separate ways. <laughs> Is that a, you think that's the right way to put it, Tor? Yeah, yeah right? I would say so. Just three weird dudes, <laughs> fucking their weird take on stand up. Um, I got up, I warmed up the crowd a little bit, had a couple of zings, and then uh, we brought Joe on. Nobody wanted to close, but uh, we did a, an audience participation bit, and they voted that Tor should close, because everyone loves Tor. And, um, it's it was interesting, that took place while I was taking a leak. Yeah, I didn't even yeah. know that. I thought you'd be excited, and then someone told me that you had the tiny cock out, and you were... No, who's yeah, looking, who's watching yeah, me? Yeah, you're pissing down the front of your pants, because it can't clear the zipper, and so I was like, all right, no problem. Um, so I went uh, Joe, Giuseppe... And then uh, tour, yes, was the uh, the 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 order that it went in. I think we were all all said and gone. It was about thirty minutes of entertainment. 
um, which I was pleased with. I think with Shude sprinkled in between giving his his jokes, I had written some very complimentary things. Yes, yeah, complimentary things about the comedians. <laughs> I had prepared some of my own material tour. <laughs> Shit. Uh, there's a line I had at the end where I said, my wife said, is this supposed to be a roast? And I was like, she did. She's like, why are you being so mean to them? I was like, mean? <laughs> um, well, the, but look, even doing stand-up in that format, it, it works different muscles. Yes. It's just not a comfortable thing for the most part for most people. So I was proud of you guys because you all, I assume someone would fucking welch. Um, spoiler alert, Anthony came about as close as you possibly can <laughs> without actually welching. Uh, but were you happy? How did you feel about how you did? I... Going in, it was weird. I decided I was just going to try to do an impression, an impression of a stand-up comedian. Who's then, that? Uh, just a general stand-up comedian. Oh, just, just a generic just on, stand-up on stage. All right. How I would speak and walk around, and that was kind of my approach okay. to it. Uh, you know, I, I was going to work the crowd. I told you that beforehand, and I that, that was sure that was going to be what I did. You're uh, zinging some of the members of the crowd, Rich Voss-like. I was. <laughs> I noticed that. I think that maybe next time, though, when you're preparing, I did have one little critique, if you're up for that. Sure. You should prepare some punchlines. Yeah, yeah, that, that would help. Like moments where the audience is supposed to laugh. Like I, sometimes that works out when you're watching stand-up comedy. I would say so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because yeah. you're like Garrison Keeler, like just telling stories up there. Um, but you were, I thought you were fairly confident, and you did get some laughs, and I thought that the bone, your Bones were better than Ant-Man's bones. Thank you. Because what Ant-Man's bones were, let me write down three awful hack jokes, tell them as quickly as I can, and then roll off the stage like it's on fire. Yeah. I, I tried to give you five minutes, Shoot. You did. That, 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 is, that is what I, my goal was. I said I was, I was asked for five. I'm going gonna, I'm gonna to give them five. It was five solid minutes at least. I think you probably filled all the time and went over a little bit. Anthony um, had three of the worst jokes I've ever heard, but... He's so disarming when he's on stage that yeah. he had a, two of the biggest laughs of the night, unintentionally, of course. But one was he pulled out a window invoice out of his pocket and said, oh, shit, I think I forgot my jokes. <laughs> <laughs> and the, the other was Monk was walking by handing a pizza to someone. He goes, is that my pizza? <laughs> Unbeknownst to the audience, he had already eaten a pizza by that point and a cinnamon sugar pretzel that looked to be the size of a football. Yeah. Um... I, I gotta say, come on up here, Joe. Um, I don't like complimenting Joe. You know that. Sure. But, uh, you know, you were clearly the winner in the eat-off against Joe just a couple of weeks ago. Thank you. The consensus winner. Yeah. I mean, I'd, I'd like to dispute well, that. But you, okay, but you you can dispute it, but everyone in the audience agreed, including Kevin well, Smith. Well, he only got the chance because I gave it to him. Okay, but, but that doesn't, it doesn't matter how you win, by hook or by crook. You know, if I hit the mercy on fucking, and I get drilled in Mortal right, Kombat, that's, that's my own fault. That's a, that's a good all point. Right, don't, don't, just... It, it, Joe, try to do better next time. That's all you got to okay, do. You right. gotta stop quibbling with the results. I'm trying to compliment you here. Do you understand? <laughs> I think Joe did the best out of anybody that night. Uh, he was edgy. He was provocative. He was fucking caustic. He had material. He didn't just write down bad jokes like Ant-Man did. And God damn it, I forgot until just now Monk did a joke. Oh, oh yeah. wow. <laughs> that, was a, that was rough. What was it? The cock lid jokes? The, the cock eyed. Yeah. He's just gonna be cockeyed. Holy <laughs> shit! That joke moths flew out of his fucking pocket with that fucking old ass joke. Joe, were you uh, were you happy with your set? Uh, I was okay with it. I wasn't completely happy with it. Um, the first joke that I did, 
I thought was my best as far as well. I would disagree. Thought. I thought you your, don't think so. Your take on broccoli cheddar soup. <laughs> a lot of people were excited about you were, that. It was a controversial take that I hadn't thought of. Before. What the fuck is this shit? Why not just eat the cheese? <laughs> well, I just thought I'm playing to the crowd a little bit too much on That's that right. one. Well, and people, I think the first joke would work on a generic. Well, no, no, because well, they don't know him. Yeah, they don't know you were zinging. I don't That's want to give true. up all your material in case you want to use it again. You don't want to. Problem is, Tor, you can't give up your set. But, yeah, but the the soup jokes came naturally. Those are easy. The, the first joke was. More thought put into it. That's why I... I well, like Ant-Man is a racist. I don't know if there's a lot of thought put into that, because uh, I think I went to that well also a couple of times. Um, yeah, but uh, look, nothing was. none of us were perfect, but as far as a, hey, I told you guys on a Tuesday you need to have five minutes of stand-up, I thought that was a pretty goddamn <laughs> solid diet of entertainment, a couple of some pizzas and sloshing down some cold brews. I'm not going to lie. When Joe came up and he was hitting ho- you know, he was hitting with the crowd, I'm like, oh, God, yeah. is my shit good enough? Yeah, you didn't want to go Did after not, him. Yeah. Well, I thought it was good. What did you think of Torres' uh, stand-up, Joe? Torres? I thought he, there was some parts he could have trimmed from the story. But uh, otherwise, it was it was actually pretty good. It was. I thought it was you're saying good. he was on stage for five minutes and he was up there too long. <laughs> That's always good. I'll take that. I'll take those notes into consideration. Oh, that is funny. That is funny. Um, but it was a it was a good time, and it did uh, it did make me. Now I haven't gotten a real strong feedback from any of you guys, but um, you realize that if we all just agreed to do fifteen minutes. Then we would have a comedy show. Then we would have a stand-up show that people could come see. You know what I mean? 15 minutes is a long time on the pins. That's a long time on the pins, shooter. I've done 15 minutes of stand-up multiple times. It is uh, something. Now, what I will say is that it's easier than you think. Because if you're uncomfortable, you rip through material fast. And the more comfortable you get, the more you can pace yourself and kind of know when jokes are coming and... It's easier. It gets easier with repetition. Um, I don't have many more piss stories. I, I understand. I, 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 I kind of use that one. You might have to read a newspaper. I'm not saying it. <laughs> By the way, Joe, did you notice the Tours story was actually just an excuse to brag about having two chicks in his room that and disrespecting a, both of them? Yes. Yeah, yeah. How many people came up to me and said that afterwards? It was not a brag. Like, you realize Tor was just bragging about pissing on chicks and having them in his room? Like yeah, That's yeah. what that whole story was about? It's not what that story was uh, about. That's exactly what it was about. <laughs> and... You basically said your cock is so big yeah, that, that you couldn't it control it, and it just, you just pissed all over your seat. Cause it you was know how much, much easier it would be co- to control a big cock opposed yeah. to, to <laughs> squirming around? How much easier is it to control a big cock, it has Tor? To be a thousand... <laughs> God. Oh, that should be an instant replay, I think. <laughs> Yeah, but you mentioned you had like a veranda. Then you're talking about like, yeah, we were up there drinking. Uh, I was trying to be facetious. We were drinking Ciroc in my room because I got the money. And I'm like, oh, wow, this is pretty wild. Would you guys be willing to put together something like that? I, I don't. I, you don't? I, I, was, I, I did not have fun up there. Oh, it wasn't fun for you? I was thinking. I was you got a lot of positive feedback. I, I, I mean, I was just anxious the entire time. Like many of the other great comedians, a tortured comic. He's he really a, he is. That's what he is. Well, look, it's not its not the most comfortable thing to do, but what you also have to understand is most comedians are not going up in front of people that already enjoy them or like them, you know? They have to go up and find their audience, and you that's why... over the room. Yeah, I yeah. mean, everyone's going to be sympathetic to you fucking motherfuckers. We go up there and do that. 
look, you don't have to decide now. I, I, but I wanted to say thank you to both of you. I thought you did a great job. Anthony was clearly the worst one up there. Um, but even then, there was there was entertainment value. So uh, I thought you boys did a fine job. Oh, thank you. Thank you, Joe. You're welcome. All right. All right. Get out of here, Joe. There he goes. Smoky Mountain Joe. Watched him drink uh, fucking 12 fingers of whiskey by 3 o'clock in the afternoon yesterday. It was uh, quite the football Sunday we had. It's not a bad Sunday to have. No, it was uh, it was tremendous. Uh, before we get to that tour, I want to start breaking down these games. I got a pretty big um, thing going on coming up, and we're going to need a theme song for it. Um Oh, wait, we already have a theme song for it by the great Doogie B. Um, not this Friday. I want to make sure people were already confused by the time tour. Yeah. Um, not this Friday, but the Friday after that? Yes, the 30th. The 30th of September. We will be having a very special Hootenanny Friday night Hootenanny. Oh, scratch that. Water closet Hootenanny. <laughs> And this will be the theme song. Slap it to me. September 30th, 7 p.m. Facebook.com slash Chad Dukes Show. By the way, if you'd like to shoot Dookie B, Mr. Sonny Ledford, uh, a complimentary tweet. We call it First Responders Tour. I just came up with that. Um, and tell him he did a great job on the theme song because he fucking did. Um, it is at Sonny Ledford. How great is that fucking? How great is that theme song? I woke up today. Oh, an audio file from Shoot. Let's, let's listen to this. Oh, this is going to be stuck in my head for the rest of my I life. I tell you, that thing woke me up. I'm like, oh. I fucking <laughs> immediately, is... dude. I started walking like an Egyptian all over my fucking living room <laughs> as soon as I heard that song. Um, so this is special Hoot Nanny. As most people know, we take donations. We do the Hoot Nanny. They really help out, pay for the internet and the fucking power, and we pay for all these jagaloons that do substandard work around here. Um, but the one thing that, um, that we haven't done since I restarted this, I don't think, is... Uh, a charitable work. I think I did a one where I gave Drab all the money or Othello or somebody, something like that. But, yeah. Um. I, you know, I want this to be. It's gonna be a fun night. It's gonna be a fun, drunk, and crazy night. There's gonna be special guests. There's gonna be games. There's gonna be prizes for you guys. It's gonna be a lot of fun stuff. But in all seriousness, uh, he takes it very, very well. I'll say in here. But our our buddy Jim Daddy, he's got a real tough hand right now. Uh, one of the toughest hands I've seen in a wild tour. It's not great. It's not great, and it's a lot of it's it's a lot of the stuff we talk about on the show, and then there is a whole lot we don't talk about on the show. Um, 
And uh, one of the things that uh, we can't help with everything, but one of the things we can't help with is Jester's in a situation right now where he's got two kids, a wife and himself, and they don't have a uh, they got one half bath that well, works his, in their house. His kids, his wife, himself and three cats and three cat. Now, I, if it were up to me, you take a box cut, you cut the cat's throat. Like, I think that <laughs> I think that um, there were some stipulations that could benefit. Like, why the fuck do they own? three? You know what? Cancel. Cancel this whole fucking thing. <laughs> I forgot they're paying for three fucking cats. Um to get this done, I told Jester, uh, I said, I need you to quit smoking cigarettes. Like, I'm not your dad, but if I'm going to be asking the listeners to help you out, um, I can't ask the listeners to help you out if you and your wife are smoking cigarettes. Um, it just, it's too expensive. It's too stupid. It's something sure. you cut out immediately. They did it. Um, they both did it. They've stuck to it. And um, that, I really do appreciate that because that's, that shows that they're in earnest and they're of need. Their bathroom situation is fucking terrible. Uh, their master bathroom has got a big hole rotted in the bottom of it. Uh, the toilet does not work at all, so there's only one shitting bathroom. Uh, Jester was telling us about how when he showers, the whole floor creaks. Um, every single time someone gets in there, they're worried about falling through yeah. because of the black mold and the rot. Um, there's a there's a weird drip bucket. It, 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 there's not much good going on. In did that we bathroom. explain the drip bucket? It's as bad as it gets. The only way it could be worse is if your chlamydia was so bad you needed a, a drip bucket as you were just walking around. Yeah, I know, I know. That's what I. That's what I'm saying. It's not that bad. But why are you writing that down, you fucking monster? Um, no one hates comedy like Tor, especially venereal disease based comedy. I don't even know where to begin with this. So Jester's wife is uh, laid up. She's in bad shape health-wise. Um, th the water is leaking so bad from the upstairs bathroom that it leaks into the kitchen. Into the pantry, yeah. And so they've discovered this, um, and instead of getting it fixed, they just put a big pot in there. And every six hours, Jester has to empty the pot. And for whatever reason, nobody else in his family will do it. So every six hours, no matter what's going on, Jester has to make sure he's at home emptying that fucking pot or the water will just leak all over the fucking pantry and into the kitchen. Is that that's correct? correct? It's, it's sounds like one of the worst things that's that could I I could imagine. He sent us a picture because I told him I suggest all you gotta do is turn a valve off. It'll probably stop that. He sent us a picture of the valve. And um, I'm telling you, I was a plumber for many years with my dad. I went into some shit houses and uh Never seen anything like it, and it's it's his home. It's a long way to get to this. Uh, we're doing a hoot nanny because we found him a plumber. I think a listener actually reached out and found him a guy to be able to do it up where he lives. He got a quote, and um, it's expensive. It's it's a lot of money. Um, it is five figures, uh, which if I think most people that have gotten a bathroom redone recently, it's to be expected. Yeah. We'd like to pick up the tab uh, if we can. I'm going to talk to Jester to, to find out if he's comfortable with us kind of making the finances known. Um, but the proceeds from this fucking thing are going to go to him getting the fucking bathroom remodeled. Okay? Right. So that's what this is for. Um, if you donate on Friday night, that is what those donations will go towards is picking up the tab for Jester to get a new bathroom. Now, I'm going to pay all the fucking taxes on the donations. I'm going to do whatever I need to do to make it happen, so don't worry about me. I feel like the Joker right before the, the fucking big dukeroo with him and Batman. Um, the uh, It'd be a real nice thing to do, and it's a, it's a charitable cause for a, one of the nicest guys I've ever met and a guy that's always stuck by the show and a guy that uh, whatever I ask anything of him, 
He does it. He's a moron, um, and he makes terrible life decisions, and he's one of the most misguided individuals. Lazy. But um, he has good tattoos, though. Yeah, the the worst, and they're also faded. They're they're terrible tattoos that are really faded. Um, I love Jimmy. I'm obese, sorry. fucking lost all his hair, breath, just, just the worst breath. Breath so bad you could smell it from the back. Breath so oh, bad shoot, please. that when I walked into the Talio, he had filled up the entire. Uh, what is that called there? Green room. The, not the green room. The, the little area out front where everybody buys all their tickets. Oh oh. Whatever that's called. Uh, I had to tell him to get some gum, and he got upset with me, and I felt bad about that. And then uh, Tor tackled him, held him down, and just dumped fucking certs down his throat. Yeah. Um, we'll worry about his dentistry later, but we got to get that bathroom fixed. A man needs a place to shit and shower. Um, so that is what will happen with the water closet hootenanny on September 30th. It should be a really fun time. I will be, I guess... I'm not really in retirement from it, but Jester's kind of picked up the torch of it, of the sure. shotgunning for donations. I, I, I probably will. You're going to dust it off? I got to dust it off. You're going to get them spurs back out of the closets or jingling and jangling? I will be definitely drinking for donations I like uh, that. for sure for Jimmy because, yeah. I also was, purchased these, yeah, Tor. Yeah, yeah, sure. Now, what these are, um, I figure for the big donations, uh, you know, we know how to handle those. Mm -hmm. I got these Bean Boozled Jelly Bellies um, with a spinner included. You say, Dukes, what are those? Well, they're jelly beans uh, where they come in sets. So there's a red jelly bean here, and one of the red jelly beans is pomegranate, and one of them oh. is Old Band-Aid. Oh. Um, yeah, these are really, really terrible. Here's one. This one sounds interesting. You can either get cappuccino or liver and onions. You can either get toasted marshmallow or stink bug. You can either get buttered popcorn or rotten eggs. You see where we're going. Uh, For yeah. donations, we will be spinning the bean boozle and eating the rancid, horrible jelly beans. All of us, myself included, while pounding all the beers and having all the fun. So uh, I'm looking forward to that as well. Uh, that, that should pair well with the bush light apples. I forgot about that. <laughs> They have a dirty sock flavored jelly bean. You wash it down with a bush light apple. You're going to be good to go. Everybody, the Chad Duke Show Spotify page has updated playlists for your listening pleasure, including songs handpicked for our Tennessee road trip and 90s country playlists. Just follow the Chad Duke Show on Spotify and you'll see all of the show's favorite tunes. It's the Chad Duke Show joining us on the Monk's Barbecue Hotline as we live in Breathe. Writer for Sports Illustrated, the MMQB, all of it. He's got a piece out right now that strikes a little close to the vest for me personally. As everyone knows, I'm a lifelong Tennessee Titans fan, and they have started 0-2 like a few different teams. We need to know which ones to hit the panic button on. Mr. Connor Orr is with us on the Chad Duke Show to break that down. Connor, great to catch up with you again, bud. How are you? I'm doing well, thanks. How are you? Excellent. It is at Connor Orr on Twitter for timely football information. Um, I read your piece, and I agree with a lot of it. I wanted to start with the Colts because with me, the Colts are the biggest mystery. The, the Bengals have been at least competitive. The Falcons have roared back. Like You can kind of predict what the Panthers are, but... Uh, you know, everybody was on that Colts bandwagon at the beginning of the season, and I think a lot of people looked at Matt Ryan and thought he'd be an upgrade over Phillip Rivers and Carson Wentz and kind of these other patchwork systems they've put together. But um, 
listless is you, you just cannot lose they're not playing you know the juggernauts of the AFC right now and they're not looking even competitive tying Houston then getting blown out by Jacksonville you say it is time to panic with the Colts take us through why what has happened has happened if you look at what they're doing I mean trying to get the ball to John Taylor which is what they should be doing they're only running the ball essentially between Quentin Nelson and Ryan Kelly they're two best offensive linemen Everywhere else they try to run the ball, it's not working. And even if they try to run away from the right side behind Quentin Nelson, the backside is collapsing and John Taylor is getting dragged down in the backfield. And so I was thinking about it a lot. And while Carson Wentz wasn't perfect, right, he was a threat to run. And so hmm. you could run zone read with him. You could freeze that backside end. You could get some you could get some room for John Taylor to run. You can't do that anymore with Matt Ryan. And it feels like they may have – overestimated or I guess underestimated how difficult that was going to be to regenerate with a, with a non-mobile quarterback. And we've seen teams go through this before, but I just don't know if they have the horses at this point to, to make it work. I'm, we're in Washington and I, you know, Carson Wentz had statistically, you know, a very impressive day, but he just gets sacked all the times and there's limitations there. It's for me, it's pretty unforgivable. If you're Ron Rivera and, and these are the quarterbacks you've assembled in your first three years, like I just don't know how at this point that's the way you've gone about it. Compare that and contrast that to the Colts. Like it's not their fault. Andrew Luck decided in the middle of a Hall of Fame career that he'd had enough, but is the continuing to go out and find the 40-year-old dude that you know threw for 5,000 yards in 2012, is, is that the right plan of action? I mean, was there any other way they could have approached this? Because it seems to me that's a big component here. Yeah, I mean, you know, they were playing well, so they're drafting relatively high, and some teams will make that excuse. But then you look at Philadelphia, and they've kind of manipulated every draft to their favor for the last three years with, you know, not starting with excellent capital. And so there's ways around this. And with Indianapolis, it's just kind of, you know, I, I think their window of us feeling collectively bad for them for what happened with Andrew Luck is over at this point. You know, it's been, it's been four years, you know, at some point, you know, yes, the first two or three years, everyone kind of understood what was going on and how badly that stunk. But at some point you have to develop someone or bring someone in that's really going to be a long-term solution. And as much as they build Matt Ryan to be the solution, it doesn't look like the offense is around him to to necessarily make that function. You uh, point out that it is time to panic for the Panthers, and I think it's easy to make jokes of Matt Rule and you know kind of the way they've uh, dealt with their quarterback situation. But you know they roared back against Cleveland, as you pointed out. They had some impressive sequences against the Giants. I think the Giants are a little bit better than we all thought they were going to be. But it. it not only are you saying it's time to panic, I'm curious, is is there a, a hot seat that we're talking about already? And if so, is this coach on it? Because nothing has worked for the Carolina Panthers so far under Matt Rule's administration. Yeah, I mean, you know, and I hate to, you know, I, I wrote about the hot seat a couple weeks ago, and it's my least favorite thing to do. And I'll always put the caveat on here that, like, nobody, I mean, nobody should take any pride or pleasure in saying, you know, I think someone's going to get fired or whatever in this business because it's not just the coaches, right? It's like a million support staff people that have to move and, you know, improve their lives, which totally sucks. But that all that said and taken into account, I mean, I was very surprised that the Panthers brought Matt Rule back this year. I think that a lot of people who around the league whose job it is to kind of project these openings and to look at what head coaches might fit in there. I think they were looking at Carolina as an almost surefire opening before the start of the season. And uh, that didn't happen. And so I, at this point, I think it's just kind of playing out the string and you hate to say that, um, but there are, 
I would say, some interim candidates on that roster that maybe you want to get a look at if you're David Tepper. And, you know, I, it wouldn't be surprising if that was the first name to go. The uh, the Texans are very interesting uh, because I assume they're the worst team in the league. And then they go out and they're incredibly competitive and they play hard and they run the football. And Is that Lovey Smith? Is that just the fact that they're going to continue to be overlooked? Hey, that's a win on our rosters because it's Indianapolis who's crumbling early and then we don't know what's going on with Russell Wilson and his integration into Denver. Is he getting those teams at the right time? You don't think it's, it's – you shouldn't panic, and I can see them being competitive, but t to what end by the end of the season? Yeah, I don't know. I mean, Houston's just funny to me because, you know, everyone's like, oh, should the Texans panic? And I was like, for what? I mean, they, they've kind of burned it down and they're rebuilding it with, like, the former team chaplain. And it's just like, I don't know. I mean, what do you expect out of this team? And, you know, are there reasonable expectations? Do they really, did they really go into this year thinking that they were going to make the Super Bowl? I mean, it just seems like the, there is a plan there that we just don't know and can't see the other side of, you know, I, I can't imagine Lovey Smith is the long-term solution there. It was very weird what they did with David Culley last year. I think everybody's antenna is still up over, over that whole thing. And so I don't know, they're just sort of a weird, what, mysterious organization. That's like, for some reason, somehow playing better than the sum of all their parts, which is uh, strange and cool. And I, I think at this point, so it's just kind of, you know, they're fun to watch. They play really hard. They run the ball well. And it's sort of like a, you know, it's the I, I wrote this a couple of weeks ago. It's the closest that we've seen to a roster assembled in the spirit of the old Patriots, right? It's just a, you know, it's well positioned role players. It's guys playing hard, and you know, maybe they built something out of it. Who knows? Just no Tom Brady, but it is an interesting comparison. Um, since 2020, 18 teams have started 0 2. None of them have made the playoffs. Um, right now, there are seven teams. Connor Orr wrote about those. You go to si.com or check his Twitter at Connor Orr to get the link there. The Falcons are interesting to me. They, they, Drake London looks like he's the real deal. They've got a cyborg at tight end. I like Marcus Mariota. There was a sequence in that game. I don't know if you get to watch all the games, but he, he fell completely down. Like he was on his ass and then somehow figured out a way while he's getting mauled by defensive players to get up and flip the ball out. They convert and actually get points out of it. And I'm like, I think if Mariota was 5% better than he is, he'd be a really special quarterback. But. I don't, I don't know what to think of the Falcons because they got so much firepower. It feels like they can put together 21 points fairly quickly. Um, we're not hitting the panic button for them either. How do you kind of diagnose what their issues are? Yeah, I just I don't think that, you know, outside of a few really talented young players, a really good guard and like a really good interior defensive tackle, this isn't a good roster. Hmm. It's just it's in the process of being burned down and, you know, when I went into it, I was thinking, okay, you know, this is a team that should panic because we we would eye a coaching change maybe there at some point or regime change. But after watching the first two games, I'm like, you know what? Arthur Smith is coaching his ass off. I mean, this guy is – I mean, you watch the first 15 minutes of that New Orleans Saints game, that is just pure coaching hustle. I mean, there was like 50 different formations. They're running pre-snap motion on every single snap. Like, they're trying everything they can to gain these little advantages. And I think he knows that this isn't the most ideal roster on the planet, but they almost beat the Saints and they almost beat the Rams. I mean, this is a team that I don't think we saw as being uh, spunky necessarily, but it certainly has way more life in it than we had initially thought. Yeah, I think that's actually a good way to put it. Uh, they're fun to watch, too, if you want to check that box. I enjoy when they're on television. The, the, the Raiders, look, when you go out and – 
you 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 bring in Devon. Raiders fans were very convinced they were at a level. They were a playoff team last year. I get that. Um, Hunter Renfro's got this bizarre. Fu- I mean, the guys one of the, you point out one of the most sure-handed wide receivers in the league. He has two fumbles down the stretch, and they have this bizarre way to lose a game that they had in the hand. But I, I feel like this is what you get with Josh McDaniels, and I, I feel like this is what happens with teams so far that he is coached that I I like Derek Carr and I, I like I think Adams they're gonna need to feature him as much as they did in week one. They can run the football. Um they got a cool stadium. I don't know what that means, but like they they seem to be a they could be a decent team, but I I also look at it the other side. Cardinals are reeling after week one. You have them dead to rights and you blow the biggest league in franchise history. Play, playoff teams don't do that. It's true and very uncharacteristic. I mean, you know, I I honestly thought when Josh got this job the second time around that this was going to be buttoned up. And when they get Devontae Adams, like you said, like it almost felt like they were coming to just take the AFC West and and surprise a lot of people. Um, That hasn't necessarily happened for a lot of reasons. And, you know, John Gruden certainly had his faults and many of which that I've pointed out over the years on our website. But, you know, Derek Carr has only completed, I think, one pass beyond 20 yards in two weeks after having his best career year last year. And I just think you have Devontae Adams like you need to you need to design stuff to stretch the field because this offense that he was in in New England forever we're seeing sort of the limitations of that, you know, without Tom Brady. And I don't think that you can just plug Derek Carr into that offense and expect it to run the way that it does with Tom Brady. All right, we get to the Titans. Um, they were the one seed last year. They beat the Bills the past two years. The, the 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 stuff with the Giants, it's regrettable. Maybe they're a little bit better, but you get your kicker out there that wins games like that. You win close games. It's just how your, your organization operates, and you whiff one. It happens, I think. It's regrettable because you know the Bills game is looming and that's going to be a tough matchup. To get absolutely embarrassed, to have Malik Willis out there fumbling the football, what it felt like, you know, with 15 minutes left to play, that Mike Rabel teams don't do that. Um, I'm looking at their schedule here, and if we think the Colts are, are garbage, then they've got a few winnable games here, including the Raiders, including some of the names on this list. So they can chop some wood before they get to the Chiefs, and then we're having a different conversation. My problem is, is like, A.J. Brown's not walking through that door. You're not talking about teams that don't have as much talent as they used to. I mean, half these pass catchers, other than Traylon Burks, you know, who you drafted high, a lot of people aren't going to recognize any of these guys. And they're not involving. Like, Robert Woods is not a part of this offense. Like, Derrick Henry averaged less than two yards of carry last night. A lot of questions that I didn't think would be there, including, you know, scheme and roster, which generally they manage pretty well in Tennessee. Uh, How dubious are you of the Titans start? Yeah, you know, I mean, the Titans, right, so they kind of took off on this trend of, you know, they're running the same offense that the 49ers, the Packers, a lot of these teams are running. Um, but the problem is, I don't. if you don't evolve beyond what, what you are, uh, then, you know, teams just have so much tape on it now. Like, right. every defensive coordinator in the league has been watching this offense every single day of their lives since 2019. And so I think they know at least how to slow it down. It's a very, it's a very well-designed offense. There's no doubt, but like, you know, the 49ers went and got Trey Lance because they knew that people were about to catch up to them and they wanted to evolve. You know, these teams are taking big swings to try to be what beyond what they are. And I think the Titans were kind of content thinking that Derrick Henry could operate this way for a while. 
thinking that their offensive line can stay healthy, a bunch of stuff that, you know, really just doesn't track in terms of, you know, historical precedence. So, you know, I just think that they're struggling a little bit. You know, teams know where they are, what they're going to do, and everybody looks a little bit human right now. Um, gun to your head right now. It's two weeks in. It's ridiculous to predict, but who, favorite to win that division in the AFC South. It seems very much in flux. Yeah, I mean, man, it's, uh, you know, you know, right now, I've, I I would guess I would have to say, like, the Jaguars, just because, like, uh-huh. you know, you know, but obviously I think teams are going to catch up to them a little bit, too. I mean, they're, they're doing a lot of Clemson stuff, and teams have seen a lot of that, and I think that that'll, you know, everything will kind of come back, although they've got a lot of exciting young defense players there, and they're well-coached. I mean, I I, I got to believe Vrabel gets this thing together. I, you know, he's just... That's how he's done things historically. He, he, you know, he reminds me a little bit of a Mike Tomlin, and that regardless of what the circumstances are, he just doesn't seem to have a horrendously embarrassing season. So, I'm counting on that. Um, I put the disclaimer in there because I don't want to be the bulletin board material that they hang in their locker yeah. room. I still very much believe that uh, <laughs> that they could get this done. They use that stuff well. They have the Raiders at home, then the Colts, Commanders, Colts again, and Texans before showdown with the Chiefs on the 6th. So there are some wins available if they choose to go that route. Uh, at Connor Orr, go ahead and follow him on Twitter, Sports Illustrated, of course, the MMQB as well, SI.com. Great to catch up, Connor. Thank you so much for making time today. Yeah, thanks for having me, man. The great Connor Orr, everybody, on the Chad Duke Show. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice-cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. I think probably, if memory serves, this show goes more smoothly if Goat goes first. So, Oh, I got to be the wrong one. Hold on. Let me give you the right one. This is the right one. Ah. I was worried there for a second. My, my apologies. Is winding down. Wait. Let's try the donuts. Oh! <laughs> that's, that's the audible I can live with. I don't know what the fuck I was thinking. I've just been off. I've just been off all day. I don't know what it is. Now, now what are we looking at here? Because uh, the there paper are, right underneath There it. are four Oh, he boxes. left the paper, huh? Oh, there's a, look at, look there's a roster man. and everything. Look at this, man. He's not even here. Oh, my God. His presence oh my is God. being filled. What do you got there, Goat, in your hot little hand? Well, I could just read this off before we get to any of them if you'd like. All right. Apple fritter, a delicious handmade donut That's topped with diced apples, apple filling, and cinnamon. I got to have that. That's the one. That's the one seed. Maple pecan cheesecake donut. Oh. Sounds pretty good, too. A delicious donut containing a cheesecake-flavored filling dipped in maple-flavored icing and topped with maple-flavored icing and pecan pieces. Hey, Jester, go have oh. a big old tattoo on his back. <laughs> big fucking tattoo. You ready for the next one? Please. Spiced apple-filled donut. This donut has cinnamon sugar complemented with an <laughs> apple cider flavored filling. Are you doing some sort of voiceover oh. Uh, <laughs> oh, yes. pitch here that I'm not worried about? I want to make sure that, uh, that this gets its proper uh, vibe. I understand. Salted caramel brownie donut. Oh. An original glazed donut topped with salted caramel brownie batter, flavored frosting, salted caramel drizzle, Brownie bits and fall leaf sprinkles. What's a fall leaf sprinkle? I, I think it's just like an ice cream sprinkle that's shaped like fall okay. leaves. It's like orange and yellow. That sounds nice. I would. I'm very much looking forward to that. 
and the pumpkin spice cake donut. That's the one scene now, right that's there. That's our friend from yeah. a few rounds ago. Uh, that's but, the one that made me emotional. Yes, I believe there was some <laughs> leaking on the other side of the yep. table. T- leaking out of two different places, if you know what I mean, spider Clan. <laughs> and we you don't need to I mean. even describe that one. This one, the description is that's basically, right. this is the donut you know We already. don't need to go any further. Pre-cummed. <laughs> <laughs> All right, what do you open it up? As there, long as all there. the liquids are clear. That's They're, all oh, that really is. Jesus, you go too far. <clears throat> all right, which one do you have in front of you there? This is a half dozen box, which I believe... Oh, my God. Oh, I don't God. even know what these are. These look like... Oh, these must... It looks like there's fritters are those in here. Are apple fritters? Oh, those are fritters? What do you mean you don't know well, what no, those are? Well, no, but this one up here looks like it's more of a, of a, more of a circular pastry. All right, well, I'm sure that's a fritter. But all right. So we'll take the one you just picked up. I will do that. That's a good call. Notice you put it back in the box. Oh, like fine. Somebody else is going to eat that. Fine, then fine. All right. I uh, I'm going to just take half, but Jester, I don't want you to touch mine. Okay, I understood. I know you're from parts of this country I don't respect. I'm just take the little guy. That's a big one you took right it's there. A little guy. I don't need a whole fucking fritter here. All right, come here, Spider Clamp. Take that there for yourself. Oh, does that smell good? That smells apple frittery. That takes oh, me back God. to the Shoppers Food Warehouse. Oh, big old bad old apple fritters. Big gallon jug of chocolate milk. The boss man could be an asshole, but he used to hit a home run with that shit. Ah, <laughs> <laughs> uh, uncle. I can't be mad at that. Can't be mad at that. Oh my God! All right. Goodness. Go to you ready? Oh, I'm ready. All right, let's I'm- go ahead. And- I'm I'm going to give this a four and a half. Oh, good lord! I'm going to give it a four and a half because of the mixture of textures, because there is actually an apple texture on the inside of this, oh. which I was not expecting. I was expecting the mass-produced donut. Oh, it's sure. an apple filling. Da, 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 but there's, I, I might be imagining things, and if I am, I'll take that. The psychosomatic texture of an apple inside this thing was unexpected, and I'm very, very pleased with this. The flavor's fantastic. Um, I'm going to disagree. I think I got a bad one because um, I took a smaller version. I don't have any cream on the inside of mine, and it, it it's very good, but it, I don't, I'm not getting the textures that you're talking about. I was expecting some sort of filling, and then also maybe it's just because Krispy Kreme is uh, it's just so goddamn good in everything that they do that it, my expectations were so lofty on an apple fritter. It's a three and a half for okay. me. Um I think if I got a different one, it might have been a four, but it's a slight disappointment, I'd have to say. Jim Jester? I think you did get a faulty one because uh, it's almost it's almost like a gelatin kind of inside the swirl. Yeah, of I got the none donuts. of that. Yeah, yours is very flat. Very, very flat, upsetting. too. My, I, if you go below a four on this, I don't I don't understand. I it. did go below a four. But I can see you have to ding them for inconsistency in that point. Exactly. Because cutting one in half shouldn't diminish it completely. Why is this one? This one's got two blueberries in it. Yeah. I want an equal amount of blueberries. <laughs> um, what was your score you gave, Jimmy? Uh, four. Well, four's not... I mean, four is kind of the base level. Well, all right. Well, you can't go perfect on every donut. Your score is your score. So we'll, we'll, we will leave it at that. Um, all right, Goat. Time to... Uh, I mean, I guess people don't want to hear us eat all diet. Well, let's try one more now, and then we'll do some stories. All right. Maybe we can come back after diabetes sets in. <laughs> <clears throat> or resets in for some of us. Uh, and this is your uh, pecan pecan. Woo! I got high expectations for that motherfucker. This is this is glorious. Look at looking. that. That's a nice presentation. Oh, and it smell. You can get the maple as soon as you open the box. It plates nice. I'm going, I think to, take the, the, uh, I'm going to take the small one. There's here. more on the table. 
if yeah, you yeah. want one. There's oh, you're saying bombs. he's not going to get one? There's only three of this box. Chester's calling his shot. He's saying, Clamp, take your ass to the back. You ain't getting anything out of this fucking I'm box. I'm doing two and a half. All right, let me take a look at this. You got the shakes, Jimmy. It's the sugar rush. Oh, wow. Yeah, Does that smell good? Yeah. all that sugar in my gullet. My God. All right, I'm going to take a nice healthy bite out of this one. Jesus Christ. Okay. What type of cream is that in there? Oh, my God. A cheesecake-flavored filling. It blows a load. That's what it's going to be like. <laughs> is that blasphemous? <laughs> Holy shit. That fucking cream shit in the middle. Yeah. Oh! Oh! <laughs> wow. I really would like to be thin. I'm hot all the time. Yeah, it stinks. I can't breathe. <laughs> this whole breathing something you take for granted. I'd love to be able to breathe one day. This whole walking up a flight of stairs without having to take a knee once you get there. I'm having trouble breathing right now just because I'm sitting here. Turn this fan on. Just enjoying some donuts. I'd like to not have a fan on me at all times one day. <laughs> I got the eating sweats. I got a fan. I got a fan downstairs when I'm playing video games. I got a fan in the in the middle floor. I Joe bought me a cordless fan so I can carry it around the house. Okay, me. now that's pretty great. <laughs> that's just convenient. I got fans outside. There's only one fan I don't have, and that's 1067. That's the only one I don't have. Hi, yo. <sighs> I don't know. What do you give that? I mean, I well, so here's the thing. How can you give that anything? I that's that's the thing. I I hate judging them just because putting them against each other. These are different enough. I'm not as big a fan of the maple and nut combination as I was of the sweet apple combination. So I would say I, I'd put it at a four. It's just below the last one for me. It makes me sad. It's so delicious. It makes you sad that it's delicious? Yeah, or? I wish it tasted oh, okay. like a fucking kale. I, I wouldn't think about it at <laughs> oh, night. Oh, I thought, I thought my score made it. No, made no, you sad. no, your score's fine. Go home and fucking... I'm just going to yank my fucking penis like it's Laffy Taffy as soon as <laughs> oh I get home. God. I'm going to yank it, Jester. Because of the donut or just yeah, in general? Yeah, with whatever. I'm going to slap it because it's... Because it's a weekday. <laughs> you know you got to break up the Laffy Taffy. You, know, you got to break it up on the table for slap, slap, slap. That's what I'm going to do. Um, Put I mean, it in the freezer. What the fuck do you give that? It's a fucking whatever. It's a five, but I can't give everything a five. It's a four, four and a half. How about that? That's a four and a half donut. I do like the maple. I love pecans. Uh, I don't usually like the, jib- the jizzy jism inside the middle because it reminds me of taking a load, but it's um, it's fucking good. So you can get past it if it if it's just I'm fine. so far past it. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm fucking Tyreek Hill dancing in the end zone, right? Spider Clam, am I right, brother man, brother man? Jalen Waddle fucking looking at that stupid fucking Ravens team that he was <laughs> shitting in their mouth. Um, what do you think, Jimmy? I, I was completely wrong with the last donut. You can give these a five. That was, <sighs> There's nothing about that that I did not enjoy. It's tough to, to, to say. The only thing that I think I'd, well, it wouldn't be a five for me is I think Coach is in right about chunks of like the spiced apple to me would be more appealing than even just the candied pecan even though i enjoyed it so that's why i won't give it a a five it's a four and a half it's fair and rational all right let's um let's try to collect ourselves just let the sugar rush subside a little bit some of us have really let it get away from us all right that's my uh that's my salsa story uh i believe it let's uh, let's do another one you want to do one more yeah what the fuck do we got to do that's my salsa story that's everybody got to do i don't have a salsa story oh well (laughs) then we'll be fine Time keeps slipping away. Real quick, uh, A-Man told me he was coming up here 
two hours what, just ago. Just now? Just, no, I just want to make sure that everybody knows. Oh, okay. <laughs> I thought you meant like just now, because that would be kind of amazing. Spider Clam's trying to talk to me, but I got my headphones on and I'm doing the show, so donuts. Oh, yeah, let's try the donuts. Oh, all right. Good, good call. <laughs> oh, boy. I'm so excited. Which ones are these? I don't know, but I want it in me. <laughs> I want it deep. Look, Jester grabbed the paper towel. I've never seen him smile so big. So excited. Oh, what is that? Oh. Looks like there's some sort of fall funfetti on top. This is the salted caramel brownie oh, donut. Yes. Oh, is that the one with the pieces of fall the, on top? Oh, yes, on top. indeed. Yeah. With the pieces of fall. That's what it sounded like, right? I'm just gonna... And she's back in the atmosphere. Just going to grab this one. Drops are, the bottom Jesse. all in her hair. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> Yes, Just this took a whole donut. There, this is so. the original glazed donut topped with salted caramel brownie batter flavored frosting. Anytime they, I'm sorry, salted I'm sorry. caramel drizzle, brownie bits, and fall leaf sprinkles. Do me a favor, gesture. Put the fucking camera on somebody else. I, you always are putting me on there on the camera when I'm fucking. My big fat face is all over the place. Let me say this, Coach. Hmm. Them starting off with just their basic Krispy Kreme inspires, inspires confidence. Yes. All right. All right. Mm. Would you like to go first? Sure. I would say this sits at a four for me. Okay. Um, I didn't really get the brownie until the very end. Hmm. It was at the at the beginning. It really did just kind of taste like a glazed Krispy Kreme donut, sure. which, again, baseline four. Not going to complain How bad at all. Could it be? Uh, nothing here was detrimental, but. It didn't have the same sort of uniqueness that the apple fritter did. And so I would say I, I really get excited when I see sprinkles on anything. Sure. But they didn't really have – maybe it was just the quantity of sprinkles. I'm not sure. But there's nothing to complain about here. Sure. I just can't put it over the top. Uh, that is just a chocolate icing donut. Um, you could buy that any day of the week. Now, I will say this. There's a shitload of that icing on top. So yeah. If you like icing, there's a good half inch. It's a slightly different chocolate flavor. Yeah, but here's what I'm gonna here's why I'm gonna dock it down to a three five goat is the the burden of expectation. Mm. You're right. A singular Krispy Kreme by itself, three weeks old is a four. Um I don't know that you made a regular Krispy Kreme better with the shit that you added to it. So that's why it's a three five. Now someone brings a variety pack into your office, go ahead and gobble <laughs> one down. You're gonna be fine. But um Again, Krispy Kreme is a victim of its own success. It, uh, that lofty expectations every time I sink the incisors into one of those bad boys. That's the weakest one that we've had so far, I think. It's not even close. Uh, Jimmy J, Jim Daddy. I'm in complete agreement there. I really wanted the salted caramel to come through a little more. Maybe because I don't taste was, any salted yeah, caramel. Maybe because yeah. there was so much chocolate there on the top kind of caked it's together. It's a very thin drizzle. But, I mean, it's still, like you said, Krispy Kreme. It's a 3-5 worst-case scenario. It's still delicious. <laughs> I've ended dates that way. <laughs> That's a very thin drizzle. Well, I guess I'll just go. <laughs> as soon as the phrase comes out, sometimes you're like, mm. oh. I had a lot to drink last night, all right? <laughs> sometimes, you know, it's not as effusive. I'm dehydrated. <laughs> I thought you were gonna I thought you were gonna sling some ropes. Well kite string. Ew. You just shot a kite string on my back. I'm leaving. <laughs> Gross. <laughs> Where's my purse? All right, Jesus. I'll drive you home. I'll Uber. Very angry. 
so disappointed. <laughs> I've seen you piss your name in the snow during the winter. You can't do better than that with me. Again, dehydrated. God damn, woman. <laughs> I'm texting my friends. You better not. <laughs> Go to his... Uh, you didn't get that last box of donuts? Struggling. Oh, it's, oh there, the silly Thank money. <laughs> silly money Jester, that's what we call him. Felt my, my arms were just a little bit longer. But. Jester's a little bit. I think. Oh. I think. I think. What do you got there, Goat? Uh, this appears to be the spiced apple filled donut. Oh, oh, give it to it me. It just looks like a pastry pocket. Oh. Uh. And all the girlies say you shoot thin ropes for a white guy. <laughs> what is this, goat? This is the uh, spiced apple filled donut. Spiced apple rum chucks. I'm quoting uh, Teenage uh, Mystery Science Theater. This donut has cinnamon sugar complimented good. with an apple cider flavored filling. Smells good! Fuck! Oh my, oh my god. Oh this god. is. Yeah. Stop! 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 Are you talking to yourself or Krispy Kreme? Please, please, please stop making these. Or were you just yelling at Jester to, to not eat anymore? Or just the universe. Stop! Let it all stop! Why can't fucking salads taste like this? Holy shit! That's enough. That's enough. I'll never be in a swimsuit. This is a big one piece. I'm going to throw away all my <laughs> swimsuits. A lot of stripes. I'm going to order a bunch of wrestling singlets and go swimming in those. <laughs> I'll let Kurt Angle and fatter tits. I don't even know if that's good. I don't even know. Oh. Oh. My eyes are watering. I'm getting emotional from that thing. I, I don't even know if it's that good. If, yeah. <laughs> I, <sighs> I don't think I enjoyed it as much as the uh, the apple fritter. I feel like the apple fritter for me is still the winner tonight, but I'm going to rock this one at a four as well. Uh, it's a four. What is it? I don't know. <laughs> it's a four. It's got a nice jigger, jigger, <laughs> juggy. Because there's chunks of apple in there What as is well. there in that? There's something in there. It's an apple cider flavored filling. And it's got little chunks of apple. I want it. I want more of it. So you get, it's not just that, you know, the filling that you usually get in a donut. It's a husk. It's like a big husk. There's some chew to it. Yes, yes. Cinnamon, the cinnamon sugar is very nice. It smells good. We're breaking a lot of, a lot of new ground here. I agree, cinnamon brother. sugar. A great combination. Hey, what the fuck happened to the pumpkin cake donut that he said he brought? I, I don't I, see that motherfucker. Well, oh really? Well, oh, we, uh, spider clamp, Bogart of the pumpkin cake. Well, we also those have been tried before. Oh man, <laughs> I'm feeling lightheaded. That's the only thing light going on with me. Oh mother of God! <laughs> what don't, is that? You, what is that? Yes, go is ahead. Is that a dozen? Pass those over that way. It's it's clamp. Those are big finchers you got. I'm not touching nothing, bro. What is that? That's it? Yeah. yeah, that's it. That's it. <laughs> oh, that's it, Goat. That's it. Get it. Oh, Get no. it. No, no, no. You have to no. have one. No. Goat, right. have that fucker fucker. All right, fine. Oh, this is the one, Goat. I mean, I like to stop at four. Smeagol should be gnawing off fucking that little dwarf's finger for this thing. 
Oh, God! This is the one! This is it. If my wife said it's me or this donut, you gotta at least think about it for a little she'd bit. Be, no, she'd be getting half, oh, she'd be getting half my money. Take it. Just take it and get out. Get out. Leave the donuts. I'm gonna make love to this donut. Oh. Is that why you were yelling stop? I don't, I don't know. That you were envisioning like, that happening. You're like, no, stop. I thought, I, he like, wanted, I thought he wanted the camera off of him. No, I was freaking out. I don't know what, was, I don't know what I was saying. <laughs> I wanted the world to stop rotating, I think. <laughs> Honestly, you put a gun to my head. I don't know why I was yelling stop. <laughs> There's a theme tonight. This fucking thing. You motherfuckers that get on social media. We're tired of pumpkin spice. I'm tired of you. <laughs> oh. I don't need this. It's late at night. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm in two o'clock in the afternoon. <laughs> it's midday. You don't want to crash on your commute home. This fucking thing. You say I've already had this? Yes, these are the ones we had uh, earlier at the beginning of the fall. I believe at the kickoff of pumpkin spice season. This is the only one I want anymore. <laughs> I only want these. Oh. I meet this whole one. All right. I'm going to feel bad about it, too. Well, at least you'll feel bad about it. So you've earned the feeling bad by having the whole donut, as opposed to just feeling bad in general. God, that's good. Yeah. Why is that one so good? I don't know. It's moist. It's the texture. The texture and the flavor are a great combination. The weird thing is Krispy Kreme's not even known for their cake donuts. Generally not. What do you think, Jim? I'm going to lose this fucking bet. I just ate five fucking yeah, donuts. I, I was wondering about that as they kept going around. Like, why weren't you splitting them, sir? Did you eat all of the donuts? All of them. Oh, no, Jim. <laughs> this is the last bite. Oh, that's a Larry last bite. You got a big tattoo. God damn it. Well, at least it'll be a fun tattoo. Shop goat. <laughs> Shop goat. Robin Hood and Little John covering up Jester. <laughs> Shot out in a blaze of glory. <laughs> Man. Maybe we should just have a donut podcast every once in a while, too. Whew. We had to space those way, way oh, out. shit. We got to do like a week of yoga before we, we get we'll into it. dead. Get on a treadmill for an hour before. How come we never do a Pilates podcast? Maybe that'll keep some of us alive. <laughs> That'll be the next hoot. God damn it. Just watching everybody do DDP yoga. Fucking orgy beard. Falling over. It'll be great. Cock. <laughs> orgy beard's a cock. But thank him. Thank him. For providing such wonderful treats this evening. I don't need any more of those fucking donuts. Well, you shouldn't. Don't I, want to is different. Yeah, that's a five. Yeah. Pumpkin donut. What is that? Pumpkin spice cake donut? Yes. Five. That's what that is. I mean, it's Donovan McNabb. I can't argue with that. Friendos, if you're in the area, make sure you visit Commonwealth Dry Goods in scenic Old Town Fairfax. They have the very best in local candles, peanuts, gifts, chocolates, olive oil, hot sauce, along with ice cold cheer wine, and both types of music on vinyl. You can check them out on Instagram and Facebook at Commonwealth Dry Goods or order online today at CommonwealthDryGoods.com. Now, I know we don't do free plugs on this show, but my God, those Krispy Kreme donuts were fucking delicious. I ate five of them. I'm still depressed. I can't believe I ate five donuts. I'm in a weight loss contest. I'm going to lose. I'm going to have a big, stupid tattoo on my back. 
God, I'm dumb. All right, it's fine. It's fine. It's going to work itself out. The Hootenanny, there's not a thank you that I can say strong enough, big enough, powerful enough, any of that, to Dukes and everybody that have put this together for me. And we're going to turn that Hootenanny into one hell of a show. I'm looking at these bean-boozled, disgusting-ass jelly beans. God damn it. Special thanks to Connor Orr for coming on the show. Really great interview with Dukes. And again, those donuts. Jesus Christ. If you guys want to keep up with the show, all the social medias. Facebook.com slash the Chad Duke Show. Check out Instagram at Chad Duke Show and on Twitter at Chad Dukes. Get at the show. We respond to everybody. I promise you. Thank you so much for checking out the show. Oh my God, one of the things I couldn't include because I'm not giving you the whole thing for free, people. You need to pay for the show. Ant-Man made an admission during the Wednesday show about something that took place during our Tennessee trip last year. And oh my God, it is worth your subscription. ChadDukeShow.com to get your subscription to the show, people. It's well worth your money. I swear to you, it's well worth your money. All right, guys, you enjoy the rest of your weekend. Again, thank you so much. And if the good Lord is willing and the creeks don't rise, we'll see you back here on Monday. Roll out that 